At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com What's going on, everybody? It's Will, and we're coming back at you for another episode of the Hunt Stand Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be answering the question of who the Grand Slam Turkey King is, the greatest turkey killer that there ever was. Well, I'm going to give you all a spoiler right now, but that's Mr. Jeff Buds himself. Now, who is Jeff? Jeff has completed, I don't even know how many Grand Slams in the turkey world. He is more than accomplished in the turkey woods and we were very fortunate to get him on the podcast in fact we were able to just grab him for a quick amount of time he's actually on a tractor as we're doing this podcast with him that just goes to show how dedicated he is to turkey hunting and being in the turkey woods so we're going to dive into who jeff buds is what he's accomplished talk a little turkey hunting and get this turkey season kicked off because it's spring it's raining here and there flowers are blooming the gobblers are gobbling their heads off it's the most wonderful time of the year besides the beginning of deer season but we've had that lull after deer season where you just don't know what to do and so Turkey season has finally swung into full effect. Hunt stand team is fixing to dive into it themselves and chase after some turkeys in Texas here shortly. But nonetheless, we're kicking off turkey season with Mr. Jeff Buds himself, and we hope that y'all can get a lot of information out of this. But once again, we've got to thank all y'all for tuning into the Hunt Stand podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you get the chance, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And if you got questions, topics you want us to talk about, Send me an email, podcast at huntstand.com. I already got a few, so I'm already brainstorming on some podcasts ahead. But send me, send that on over to me so I make sure that your voice is heard and I can put some stuff together, y'all. But nonetheless, turkey hunting, Jeff Buds, let's kick it off, and we hope you enjoy. Jeff, we're going to use this episode to kick off turkey season. You know, people are going to be listening to this in April, so this is going to be our turkey season kickoff with the king of turkeys. So I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, let's give them a 30-foot tree stand view of who Jeff is. Well, thanks, Will. It's good to be here and and uh, hopefully can inspire and get a bunch of folks out there and get them off the couch and get out chasing birds. But, you know, just uh, I'm a working guy uh, down in Florida. I, I moved down here, oh, 18 years ago and the land of the Osceola, the elusive Osceola. Oh, yeah. I've, I've uh, worked hard to get, to build up the, the properties and all that. So that what, what, what I do, I mean, I'm a guide. Uh, I, I make a living at, 
by turkey hunting primarily. And, and so when I turn people onto it, I, uh, it's not only what I do for a living, but when I'm not doing it for a living, I'm doing it as my number one passion. And that passion has led me to, you know, successfully taking a, uh, Tom out of, um, all 49 States. Of course, there's none in Alaska huntable population. And so I finished my super slam back in 14. I think I was the 10th at that time to, to complete it. And, uh, along the way of super slams, I've just racked up, uh, several grand slams 109 to be exact and i i'm i'm just getting ready to go to the the uh nwtf convention and people ask me questions all the time and i i hate bragging but if i i like to be really factual um so i keep an excel spreadsheet and because i think it's guys uh survival mode that we just don't remember details because uh women my wife can remember what socks she wore to kindergarten <laughs> on her first day and uh me i i literally i have an excel spreadsheet so i've got a 17 year old a 13 year old and a three and a half year old and my wife and i keep one for them as well for their now the three and a half he hasn't hunted yet but he will um so i i keep uh, a, a spreadsheet, a number, every bird that's taken by any one of us, you know, we document the license and pictures, of course, nowadays with phones, it's so easy. Um, but my wife and I just got back from Nebraska in mid January and, uh, she, uh, I let her shoot first. I was a gentleman yep, and yep. she shot a double and I shot a double to so two shots and four, four birds on the ground. And we, we got our, that was my, uh, 500th. So it was pretty cool to get it with her. Uh, she's still new at it. She's gotten a, a few grand slams. She's uh, four grand slams. And, you know, her, I think, 28th bird, whatever. But she, it was the first time she got a double. And, you know, for me, any teacher, mentor, any whatever, however I'm labeled, anybody that can be around and feed off that excitement of somebody that's new to the sport or to anything. I don't care what it is. Um, and I truly, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know, but I get goosebumps and I get jacked up on somebody's first. And I'm very fortunate to be around a lot of people when they finish their grand slams. Cause that's sort of my niche. I do Osceola's, but then I specialize at grand sl- single season grand slams. And, and, uh, I have a lot of fun with it. And I tighten the screws on everybody because they've read about me or the the Nazi Jeff Buds ball buster <laughs> gonna gonna no sleep crawl in the ditches get wet leeches on you and I I tell my wife she's like you can't be so hard on people and I said honey they would literally ask for their money back or a refund or a discount if they didn't get home and have some good Jeff Buds story that I tighten the screws on them <laughs> so I sort of. I push them. I push everybody a little bit harder than they're uh, definitely harder than anybody else in their life. Yeah. I'm sure. And probably a little harder than what I need to, but we have fun with it, you know, but that's sort of the overview. Um, just a Turkey. I, I love, I mean, I'm out. I just stopped for the call, but I'm on a tractor right now. As I said a second ago, I'm, I'm a brush hog and I'm getting ready to burn. So I'm managing, I'm doing it year round predator control. We're out this weekend knocking out a bunch of armadillos and raccoons because uh, breeding nesting season's coming up and, and down here they're they're big killers so I uh, I preach it I live it I'm I'm around it fortunately all the time 
I love it, man. Now, you live in Florida, but where are you from originally? Born and raised in Springfield, Illinois. And I uh, I moved out to Colorado in 92. Okay. I was out there for 10 years and then back in Illinois just for a few. And then I've been down here since then and moved down for a job and taken a, a gentleman hunting. And we really hit it off. He said, I got all these properties come down and and it's sort of led from there. I'm not, uh, I don't work for him anymore. I've gone off private sector, but yeah. it's great. I don't have any employees. I got a couple dogs and kids and, and, uh, I can tighten the screws on them and, and have fun and be in the woods. And it means a lot, you know? Heck yeah. Now, what have you done for a living outside of turkey hunting? I mean, before you've just do- dove into it, what did you do in your past life? Well, I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, and I, I moved to Colorado with, with no job at all. And, and just cause I needed, I wanted to get away from Illinois and moved out, uh, started bussing tables at a restaurant, fell into a job and a year and a half later, two years, I was managing the place. And, uh, cause you know, I'm, people call me quality control or OCD or <laughs> whatever they want to call me, but you know, I get, I'm the first up and I'm last to bed and everything's in order and straight. And, you know, I, I haven't found somebody that can outwork me or, you know, and that I, I, of course I have kids now mentoring and I tell them the same stuff, but so I did that. And then I realized I'm not getting on the road while I'm working or if I'm on the road, I'm not making money. So I started a, a painting business and light construction. I had, uh, wasn't happy with my mom when I was raised or growing up, she had a bunch of rentals and I was the guy that had to go in and fix stuff and paint and do all that. Well, wax on, wax off. 20 years later, I made a living at it and a pretty good living at that. And then just had an opportunity to turn it more in the, into the wildlife management and uh, coming to Florida and doing that. And, and just had an opportunity and building up the, the turkey base and had an opportunity to just turn it into full time. So, and you know, nowadays, I mean, what's a, what, who even knows what graduating from school and working nine to five Monday through Friday for 25 years or 30 years, uh, retiring and sitting on the porch and reading a magazine. I mean, we all have to melt multitask and I'm, yeah. I'm the Jack at all. And no matter what job we have, uh, you know, we all are doing more now than ever and good, bad, and different. It is what it is. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Exactly. So you're the place you got in Florida to let's tell listeners a little bit about that. Uh, you know, how many acres you got, like what, what all are you doing out there with the turkeys? Let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Well, and so I, when, when somebody calls me and talks to me about turkeys and I tell them all, and I'm really honest and I tell, say, I'm going to try and talk you out of hunting with me because if I need to talk you into hunting with me, then we're off at a wrong foot, you know, and I tell everybody, and I do a lot of Osceola's and grand slams a year and they freak out like you kill how many birds. And so I lease a bunch of ground for Ah. just the Turkey rights. Okay. And what my motto is I come in and I take half of the toms that I know are on the property because as spring rolls, they're going to start splitting up. Like right now, my guys are strutting. They've moved in They're with their hens. Uh, we have youth season that opens the 26th of February Dang, and, uh, yeah, I know. And, and I'll be out on the Saturday morning, the 26th. I got two youngins to, to get birds for and, and, uh, 
So, so I, and then besides that, I have a few more leases that I, that I have, and I have members for, and uh, some I just fill with members, some I take care of, and I'm there when they're there. So I, I you know, and of course, price accord, accordingly or is goes directly to how much the quality and the beauty and the lodge and the, or the housing and, and such. So, right. So that's right. It. But all in central Florida, I'm in, I'm uh, Okeechobee. Okay. I uh, live out in the country and you know, it's 30 minutes to town and you figure out what you need when you're there because you don't get home and go, Oh, I need a stick of butter or no. uh, a little cook some eggs or, you know, you're out there in the gator country, aren't you? I, it's funny. There's one, I just went by and, uh, as you and I started off talking, I drove by that a huge Tom and, and, uh, there was a gator sunning and I drove 15 yards from him. And he was, I don't know that he was 11 foot, but he, he was close to say that. I mean, that's a big alligator and he didn't even blink his eye. So he could care less about the tractor, but there's yeah, a lot of gators. Yeah. You can keep them gators there in Florida, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, I want to dive into you a little bit. How did you get into hunting? Like, what made you so obsessed with turkey hunting? I was, I was not raised a hunter. I was a city boy. I mean, I had a pellet gun, and you know, I was the kid that I got one shot for my buddies, four shots, and I still would take down more blackbirds than those guys, just because <laughs> you either got it or you don't. Yeah, and my little crossman, I wore them out, and then I went went off to college and I still hadn't hunted. I mean, my, my folks were split up when I was young. I was raised in the city. I mean, I had a, a knack for chasing birds and squirrels and whatever boys do, Yeah. but, uh, bellied up at a bar, met a guy and he said, I'll take you hunting. And I said, really? So we went duck hunting and then goose hunting. And then I said, Holy cow. He said, you know, putting for Turkey, it's coming up in a couple months. So we did. And the first morning, here come two scrawny little jakes and gobbling their heads off. And I mean, at that moment, um, I mean, as I said before, I don't remember much about details and a lot of things, unfortunately, but there are certain things that will never, that are just burnt in memory. And that first hunt, just something. And I think, so that was April 1st of 1989. Yeah. And then, 1990 and 1991 i went as the as most people do i drew my one weekend in illinois i went out and i sat by a tree and i heard some birds and i had some come close but i didn't didn't never had another opportunity and it burned at me and i said that's it next year in 92 uh i said i'm gonna hunt every single waking moment of and 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 be out there not just the two days it was a five-day season, but so I think from the beginning, by not getting them, I mean, if if they would have just run in, if if some would I be here today? If some toms would have run right in and laid down in front of me, honestly, well, I don't think so. Really, but but because the, it just they beat me, and I just I didn't like that, and and now you know I, I love I live for elk hunting, and I could tell you a story about elk or turkey without saying elk i could i could tell you what the environment looks like i could tell you what time of day uh i could tell you uh almost everything without saying herd or flock or bull or tom 
and you would have no idea. And I could tell you to the very end when, when I was holding my trophy and you wouldn't have idea if it was a Tom or a bull. And the, so that, that chess match, that, uh, that battle is, is so much alike between the two species. And I think now I feed off of that. I feed off of, you know, and everybody, so I'll give a seminar and I'll start it off. I say, Oh yeah, everybody thinks I'm so great. Well, everybody in this room, whatever the, however many 50 or 80 guys, I said, add up every mistake you've made and every mistake, you know, of all your buddies has made. And I bet you I've made more by myself than all you put together. Now I'm out there for, you know, 90 days, the season and umpteen opportunities with clients and myself and all. Yeah. So I have more opportunity than just the guy goes out to hunt for his two days. Um, but, but that's how you learn from anything we do. We learn from, uh, all those mistakes. And, and, uh, so that's, it's, you know, that, that chess match. And, and now of course the success, um, because I'm just fearless and, and go at them and treat them. Gosh, I hate to say with less. So I started to say with less respect, but what I, what I do, it's, it's total respect, but it's less fear. People typically would sit by a tree and not make a call because they're afraid that they're going to spook the turkey when I'm throwing everything at them that I can, you know, I mean, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go down trying instead of go down by sitting on a bump in the ground, you know? So that just, that whole, it was sort of a a long answer, but, uh, they just the, you know, Turkey, because it's there's such a long season, um, because uh, I can uh, I can go for all the states and the different dialects and the food and the cultures through all those states. It's just insane, you know. It is. It's and kind of to piggyback off that, going with all the you know different hunting in states and different cultures and everything. That's I encourage people to hunt out of state all the time but to get back to turkey hunting on a scale of one to ten what would you say your obsession level is with turkey hunting a hundred (laughs) hundred i figured i figured you might say something like that how can you quantify something like that i mean it's i'm so i always try and set the bar high um i've been working on it and i had to wait until last year uh, uh, the summer of 21, because Florida's season opened up on July 31st, the way the calendar works, it, it goes from August 4th, and then it works its way back and goes all the way down to the 31st. And then the 30th, like in 22, it'll open on the 30th, and then it goes to the 29th, and then it goes to the 28th, and then kicks back to August 4th. So the net is, I said, you know what, and I've always been thinking about it. So I went, I started in August on actually August 1st, I was out opening day in 21 and shot. Uh, so I, I wanted to get a uh, show people cause I hate those Instagram right now. They show a strutter and they say, I can't wait for spring and yeah. it just drives me nuts. So I said, you know what? I'm going to shoot a long beard every month of the year in 12 consecutive months. So I started August 1st of 21 and I didn't tell my wife, but I was actually going to keep, keep going, but I stopped in, I, I got my July. I had one day cause it opened on Southern zone, Florida opened on July 31st of yeah. 20, 
right, so in 20, August of 20 is when I got my first bird. And July 31st of 21, I shot, I had 16 hours. And luckily that morning I was on a pinch and, and then you're just watching them. And uh, I had a, a Tom come by and got a really good Tom to finish my 12th month. And then I actually, so I went back just to say I one upped it and I got my 13th month. So 13 straight months. Um, but, you know, I do all my gauges and right hand and left hand and different archery and whatever I can do to keep it interesting and, and keep it challenging. Um, I just keep pushing the envelope and trying to to re-inspire or invigorate folks to get out there and and uh you know and now what and why what we're talking about too is technology and with the technology heck i mean when i started technology was two cans and a string yeah. you know i mean you wanted clarity or are you going to use uh braided or are you going to use uh clear or i mean that's that's about all you could worry about as far as clarity or technology but now with what's available and and it it's a good and bad thing you know i mean everybody now can uh see where different uh properties are or, or where they might want to be target areas and get to them and get back to them you know yeah so yeah it's the, the face of hunting has definitely changed you know not only in you know since you've started hunting but uh, heck i'd say in the past 10 15 years just the at the rate that it's changed it's it's been insane but i want to i want to ask you how in the hell were you able to hunt for turkeys that long i mean i want i want to find out like from a f- like uh coordinating that with the wife and kids uh it just how, how did you do it well Luckily, Florida, um, I did my July. So the July is the tough one. I did take a trip out to Texas. February is the next hardest state. And June now, so Florida is the only one that you can do July and August. June now, there's three states. There's uh, Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Maine. Maine was always open in June. Okay. But now the, the other two have come on. And February um, is for sure uh, Texas. And I went down in Texas in that ice storm last year, my plane got canceled. And I said, honey, I'm all the way into this. I'm out of here. And I loaded up my truck and drove 27 hours within from Okeechobee, Florida to got in at 1130 at night. And I was 18 miles from the border and hunted, got a bird. I told him, I said, I get a bird. I'm out of here. And I had, I carried, uh, six five gallon jugs of gas because you hear stories but everything was shut down it was it was unbelievable but so the logistics for me the answer is the logistics an incredible wife that supports it and knows that i need to be gone i'm a better person when i'm gone and then come back and you know this spring is the the longest stint other than that it's just quick i mean i've got it you know the contacts and the lack of fear of going and knocking on a door. And I mean, I do it to this day. I mean, people, Oh, what, what, so what are they going to do? Shoot you? It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. You're going to, you're going to probably, and I have people, I would rather, I can't tell you how many times I've spent the night on couches. And now that I'm older and I've got more money, 
I still would rather stay. If I have a choice, I will stay with a family and sleep on their couch and be with them than to stay at a cold hotel of, I mean, I say sterile hotel, you know, it's not temperature. It's just the personality. Yeah. I want to be there with those people. I want to know what they, I want to learn from them about their culture, their area, their family, their do's and don'ts. And just all that's, that's for me, that was part of the super slam. So I was in 14, I was the, I think the 10th. Now there's 10 people finishing the super slam a year. And in you watch in five years, there'll be 50 people finishing the super slam. I mean, it's, it's caught in so much traction. I mean, my phone, I talk to somebody about turkeys almost on a daily text, email, or phone call almost on a daily basis throughout the year. Yeah. And now it's, I mean, it, it doesn't stop. I mean, it, at dinner, it'll, it'll buzz or something. And she looks at me and gives me the, the look, are you married? <laughs> I am. So I am. You but, know, the look, oh, the look yeah. is like, really? Oh, I get that and too. I say, baby. Yeah. I said, baby, if that phone's not ringing, we're not making money. And yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fly. It's funny. My wife does the same thing. I mean, you know, the, the day and age of the outdoor industry is like, it's all digital media. Now we all work from home and you know, that's what I do. And so, you know, I think when a lot of people on the, are on their phones, it's typically they're on social media, they're playing a game or whatnot, you know, but me, it's, it's always revolving around something in the outdoor industry. And so my wife does the same thing. Like if we're at dinner or you know, f- just finished dinner or something, phone will ring or whatever. And she goes, let me guess, work. Yep. And it's and typically, like, I'm kind of like you. I'm obsessed with elk hunting um, as as I am turkey hunting uh, because I just love the, the chess match like you described. And I've got buddies that we're, it's almost a daily basis talking to somebody about elk hunting or just hunting in general. So I'm definitely right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's, and, and there's nothing wrong with somebody. So for my grand slam, my norm is somebody that's 55 to 65 years old. That's mm-hmm. got a lot of money and they just have a bucket list to get a grand slam. They do the research and they call me and they say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this with you. End of story. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, you know, I'm hundred percent success. Guarantee everything you're, you're going to, when you hunt with me, you're going to get your bird end of story or birds. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. There's no failure. If you don't show up, well, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I mean, it, I'll send you a picture of my bird. You can Photoshop it or whatever. But <laughs> so, so not taking anything away from somebody that, that just shows up with a price tag on and they just do it for the first time mm-hmm. or somebody like you and I that have such a passion and an obsession and they, and there were, we delve in on a daily basis. Um, you know, it's to get people out there and doing it, you're lose it or you use it or lose it. And, and we yep. got to get, get these kids jacked up and get more out there and and loving it and living for it and and having it be part of their blood um but it's uh, you know obviously get excited about it all right y'all we're just going to interrupt this podcast real shortly and interrupt all the turkey hunting greatness and goodness that jeff butts has been bringing to y'all but we just want to thank a couple of partners of hunt stand we're going to take a second to thank WorkSharp. Sharpen every knife you own. If you're like me, you might have a knife or two that's questionable, that's in the pack, but you just love it. You know, it's got that sentimental value to it. It was your dad's, brother's, it was somebody's, and you just can't get rid of it, but it dulls quickly. So if that's you, head on over to worksharptools.com. 
they've got a lot of different products that can remedy for that for you. So if that's you, head on over, worksharptools.com. And we just want to thank them for all their support for Hunt Stand. Next partner we want to thank. We want to thank Alps Outdoors. Exceed your expectations. If you're looking for some turkey hunting gear this spring, make sure you head on over to their website. That's alpsoutdoors.com. And they've got a lot of different things to make turkey hunting just a little bit easy for you this spring. But we just wanted to take this quick second, thank them real quick, and we're going to get you all back right to the turkey hunting greatness. Oh, heck yeah, man. We're, you know, we, we've talked about your obsession with turkey hunting, how you got into it, but who taught you what you know? Or, or like, you know, I know we talked, you've had all these mistakes, you know, you learned from those mistakes, but who kind of gave you the initial push and introduction you know it was my jim lynch was my buddy back and you know they talk about terminator right so if there's if turkeys could ever go back in time they're going to go back and whack him or <laughs> have him not be at that bar that night yeah uh but after that you know i mean it's i i surpassed his knowledge but honestly the birds once i after 92 and i got that one bird then i moved to colorado that that's that summer of so spring of april 1st it was my first bird april 1st of 89 april 1st of 92 was my second bird and i moved to colorado and i said i'm gonna really do this and i started calling biologists out there i teamed up with uh rick hoffman who was the biologist in colorado i can't believe his name came to me but uh and then i called nebraska and i started getting a bunch of literature i'm not a guy that I burn so hard and heavy that when I do stop, if I start to read a, a big book, I'd be out like a light. I don't care what time of day it is. I mean, it just that's a, so I do books on tape now. But so how I learned, um, I learned in the woods. And when I got around birds, I watched them. I mean, every move they made and I talked to them. People are like, I'm afraid of no, give it to them. And if they don't like one thing now, if they run, that's one thing. Yeah. But, uh, when you get a response and you people, there's so much interaction and nonverbal interaction that goes on with all species and especially with turkeys. And just like we talked about uh, the look from the wife, I mean, that's nonverbal, but they could give a look. You come in the house and she's got both hands on her hips and she's got her head crooked to the side. You just go, I'm sorry. I have no idea what had happened, but I'm sorry. And it talk, let me talk sweet something. nothings to her. Exactly. So, so I watched birds, but I jumped in and I spent that's, you know, so 94 was my first slam. And, and I said, I'm going to be in. And I, I mean, I spent as much time. And th so when I'd spent knock on a door, I met somebody elk hunting. I met two guys from Oklahoma and I said, Oh, I saw a license plate. And I said, you guys turkey hunt. And, and the geek had his diaphragm in and he turned and went, and I said, oh my gosh, I'm coming. And they said, show up. And I said, okay, let's stop for one second. And I couldn't be more serious because I had already razzed him because yeah. life's too short. If you, I tell everybody, if you, if you get an opening on me or find a chink in the armor, you better take it. Cause I'm going to get you every time I can. Cause, cause it's life's about having fun. And I said, they said, oh, come on down. And I said, I'm serious right now. I'm serious as a heart attack. Please do not offer. Don't ghost me when I call you because I am the guy that's going to show up. I promise you. And they're dear friends of mine now to this day. And, you know, I was waiting tables. I had some girl in Boulder had a cute little Southern accent. I said, where are you from? What's your name? You know, whatever, Lisa, where are you from? Mississippi. I said, Mississippi. 
And she's like, yeah. She starts rolling her eyes. I said, you got brothers? And she sort of, she went, yeah. And now she's totally, she's totally thinking this guy is going to hit, you know, he's hitting on me. I said, do they turkey hunt? She said, well, yeah. And now she's put off that I'm actually starting to realize that what I'm doing and it has nothing to do with hitting on her. I said, here, here's my number. Or if you want to give me theirs, I want to talk to him. I want to. And I'm telling you, I will go for the juggler. And, you know, everybody gets a little intimidated here and there. Last thing we do is go knock on a door. But they're just people. And so what? They say no. Mm-hmm. Go to the next door. You know, and that's why, you know, for Osceola, supply and demand, it's tough down here. I mean, I've known some of these ranchers forever. But for me to give them a ten or $15,000 check to buy some birds, if a guy has that much property, ten or $15,000 doesn't move his dial at all. He could care less about that. So they don't want anybody on their property. And yeah. you, there aren't doors that you can just go knock on. Yes, there are. There are plenty mm-hmm. everywhere in the country. But Florida and Texas are so close. And you're there. I mean, you go out in the country. If there's a, a, a house that you can see, it's several hundred, if not thousands of yards off the main road. And there's a lock gate between or two between you and that house. So you can't just waltz up and knock on a door. No, you know, so anyway, you know, and it's funny. You talk, I, I want to talk about this knocking on doors um, because I feel like there's a lot of ranches out there and I'm finding this out through friends whose family have property or they've got property themselves. But a lot of people out here in Texas um, have kind of I don't want to say quit caring about Turkey, but Turkey's not as big big down here and i think that's all because of the huge rise in exotics and just the whitetail hunting down here so i've actually found it fairly easy to get some turkey access down here because people are like oh you want to go shoot a turkey i'm like yeah i do you know what can i do what can i pay and they're like nothing i don't care they're just turkeys i'm like okay deal but for somebody for somebody like in mississippi alabama kentucky or even florida like what's your kind of go to or process if you will when you go knocking on doors like what does jeff buds do well first and foremost i can and so it's funny because i say go in the off season but as quickly as i say that wherever i've been if i'm in the on opening day if something happens and i don't have a stars lined up and everything's perfect i'll go knock on a door opening day but in a perfect world you don't go find somebody. You go when it's nice. When they don't, you don't, they don't, if the wind's not blowing, it's cold and they have to crack the door. You go when it's nice and you get them in the late afternoon and they're around the house doing chores. You go up and go, hey, how's it going? You don't wear camo. You don't go in numbers. You go, if you got a kid, bring the kid. Dog, great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The missus, you know, great, great deal. But uh, I try and keep it simple and they know just like a girl when you go up to a girl in the college days or whenever you're in a rut and chasing a girl she knows the game but you know what you don't just go right for the juggler and said hey you want to go on a date or you know like hey what's your name hey what's this what's that and you know and then you beat around the bush it's part of it you know and so you find out about them you learn about their property or their area or their family the lineage i mean some of these families are generational properties and to find out that kind of stuff and learn i mean it's just i get tingles thinking about all the information and all the the opportunities i've had to to meet these incredible 
people and learn. And they're so proud of it when they start talking about it. It's like a grandparent when you say, oh, you got a picture. Well, now they don't open up their wallet. They have the the full 82 pictures in plastic. They get their phone out and they can start swiping through it. You say, ask grand, grandparent about their grandkid, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, they're proud as heck. But the but the folks, you know, with those properties and, you know, and then you just fall into somebody. I mean, so we went to Nebraska and and, uh, you know, you get four birds. And I told my buddy up there because I I guide up there, send him a lot of people. And I told him from the beginning, I said, we're not coming up and shooting four toms. I said, we each want one tom. And some of those ranchers, when they have people don't in the South, don't know what it's like to, to look out and see 300 turkeys. And they're at the ranch every day. And they hit the the bales of, of, uh, of uh, hay with the oats in them and stuff. And they'll scratch through the entire bale, a uh, six foot bale, round bale, and just to get those seeds and the, all the hay, the grass is gone and just trashed. And, you know, so, so we definitely shot some hens and, and, uh, you know, it, it's part of it, but, but they say, if you're not going to start shooting any of these, these birds, I'm going to just nuke them all. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. And we'll give you some money, but, but, but you got to offer money. And as quick as I say that the properties, when I had my pain business, I'd go in and I'd say, Hey, how's it going? And they go, Oh yeah. What do you want? It's no trespassing. <laughs> I go, I said that trim, if you don't get on that trim pretty quick, you're going to, you're going to be replacing a bunch of wood here. What do you mean? I said, look at that. You see that mold growing over there. If you don't get that power wash and get that old wood off of there, you're going to lose it. And they go, huh? What do you know about it? Well, I had a painting business and then they go a painting business because now they're interested. Now you're in their world. Now they wake up every day and they look at that mold. They know exactly. They, their grandparents built the place. Oh, yeah. And their biggest chore is to whitewash that plate, that <laughs> ranch, that compound. Uh-huh. And I have gone in and I could still go back. Uh, Bobby and Karen, oh, in Gardner, Colorado, and bear, elk, turkey what do you want here? And I went in and took my guys with, and one weekend we power washed, scraped everything. The next two weekends later went in and primed everything, tape and paper, primed it and put two coats on in the, in a weekend. And that alone, and it was under a thousand dollars of, of materials and you couldn't pay them. There wasn't enough money they would accept to be able to get in on their property to hunt it. But because you did that for them, oh, I mean, it's Christmas card time every year, you know? Oh, yeah. You're building up that trust and relationship with them. And then as soon as it comes time to turkey hunting, it's sure. Go right on ahead. That's that's awesome. I want to the next the next thing I want to kind of dive into, Jeff, is your Grand Slams and Super Slams. Let's explain to the listener that may not know what that means. What are all these Grand Slams and Super Slams that you talk about? Okay, so a Grand Slam, there's four. Well, there's actually some Goulds in Arizona and New Mexico. But there's four types, subspecies, because species is elk, deer, cat. Those are different species. Subspecies are, they're all of the same start or origin, turkeys. So Florida, if you look at Florida, it's like a seven. Okay. Jacksonville is up on the Atlantic in the northeast corner. If you draw 45 down to the Gulf, anything below that line is designated as an Osceola. 
So that's one of the birds of the four. So for this Grand Slam, there's four. And, you know, baseball, it's four. when you hit a Grand Slam home run, everybody knows there's three men on and you hit a home run, you got four scores. Well, there's trout. There's like, if you get do that, there's seven different kinds of trout if you're going to catch or eight, whatever it is. And right. so there's different. There's different kinds, the big, the sheep, the desert, doll, bighorn, stone. Um, so, so there's different kinds of grand slams and all kinds of what we talk about in, in life. So this one, so the Eastern Turkey is from the Atlantic. And I say to the Mississippi, cause everybody knows where the Mississippi is, but the Mississippi is between Illinois and Missouri. So if you go one state West of that really is Nebraska, Kansas, go down, uh, Eastern Oklahoma. Um, so that's really the where the demarcation when where the the cutoff is and the rio like the rio grande is in the southwest and the miriam is in the mountains so the northwest so there's four different types of of birds and honestly they act exactly the same they do the same stuff yeah. i mean a mom is a mom a wife is a wife is a wife and yep. that look is that look is that look and so people and I laugh and I kid people. I'm like, well, did you, you know, somebody goes, okay, I'm going to bring my calls. And I want to learn some stuff from, from you. Okay. So they get out and they hunt. I go, well, did you bring your Osceola call? And for that split second, they look with the most dumbfounded look. They go, I, I, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> hello. They're all the same. Oh, okay. Cause you had me there for a second. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same. They do the same stuff calls gestures i mean if they can catch it and they fit it in their mouth they're going to eat it if it's going to chase after them they're going to run or fly i mean yep. it's it's all the same they fly up in the tree at night and they come down during the light hours and they're on the ground and she nests and her job is to survive and make more babies that she has two jobs survive make more babies his is to survive and chase her around for the month of, of the spring and then get back with the guys and watch football Sounds like a um, life. So, exactly, right? <laughs> so so that's the Grand Slam, the four birds. And everybody, you can get a Grand Slam in, you know, I set the mark at uh, 45 hours was is the fastest I did it. Uh, Grand Slam. Cow. Started in Florida and then, yep, work went up quick. I parked my car in Kansas City and then flew back, got a rental, shot a bird here, went to Kansas City. Uh, shot an Eastern just south of Kansas City the next morning and then noon at or two, whatever, a Rio in western Kansas drove to ne Shatter, Nebraska, got 11 minutes of sleep. And my buddy woke me up and we were there for fly down bird. And and uh, so that's flying commercial. I'm trying to get somebody with a jet because I'm going to I want to do it in 16 hours, but yeah. I need it somebody with money. Oh, I got it lined up. Got to set the, set the bar high. I told you. So that's the, so that's the grand slam. You can do it in a lifetime. You can do it in hours. It doesn't matter. And any bird counts for a grand slam, any legal bird. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have my Excel spreadsheet and it, it goes by the year and of the year, then it goes over. It t says the state, it says the subspecies, it says the sex, um, and then all the measurements and license and all that good stuff. So you turn it into the NW National Wild Turkey Federation and $15 a bird. And, and so for one Grand Slam, it's 60 bucks. They send you four pins, one for each bird and four certificates. And then the fifth one says a Grand Slam. And then the certificate, the pin says Grand Slam and the certificate says Grand Slam. So you can look online and go to their records section. And now they've made it easy so you can do it, actually apply and do everything online 
It used to be paper. So that's, that's streamlined the process. And then uh, the super slam is to take a bird, a legal turkey out of the 49 states. As I said before, there's none in Alaska. So 49, Hawaii is definitely included. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of birds and a lot of property and there's a lot of guys traveling these days and oh yeah and doing all their homework and that's why you know the technology and the phones and the information out there to set yourself up for success and do as much do more than you ever thought possible that you could or would do before you step foot on the soil and that's not on the property that's whether your car crosses the line or the plane lands or however you get there so there's as much done as you can but Here's the double edge. If you've done nothing, get out there and knock on a door. Go to a bar. Go to a, a archery shop. There, I found there are much more hunters than rifle guys. They know that you. It is what it is. But what I found is, I'll knock, stop off, and see an archery store. I'll see a UPS driver. Oh, forget about it. He'll think I'm. He's he's trashed my package or something. I'm like, no, no. Listen, I got permission on a guy's property oh i have birds on my own property i mean it's uh it's ups fedex uh postal those people are out there on those roads every day and there's no competition like if you see somebody in the woods and you're like hey what's up oh nothing what's up hey you see anything yeah there's a lot of birds over there and he points over there one way to the far right well guess what when he leaves you go to the far left because you know he's not going to put you on the honey hole right so anyway, little tricks and, and cause again, at the end of the day, when you get back and you're whoever there is, maybe it's just yourself. You're, you're the only one in your life that you need to answer to, but somebody you're going to, is you're going to look in the mirror. You're going to look, talk on the phone and they're going to say, how'd you do? And there's going to be a moment of utter disappointment. And if you don't do everything you can before and during, then it's your own fault. You know, and we've all been there. If every, if everything we did was successful, it'd be boring, you know? So I got to ask, you know, I I looked up the Turkey records in NWTF and I, uh, searched your name and not really ask them, just, you know, let listeners know this, um, just to let them know how decorated you are as America's number one turkey killer. But when I search your name in the records, it says limited to a hundred results. And it just goes on and on and on, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's cost a lot of money. A lot of $15 that are turning all those birds, those knuckleheads. I should get some, huh? <laughs> NWTF. <laughs> talk to buds. Well, Jeff, what are your plans for 2022? And where you're, where are you headed this year? I mean, what, what's the golden plan for this turkey season that's about to start? Well, so I, of course, go back to my Excel spreadsheet, and I, of course, think long term. And so I've got a three and a half year old, and he is too young this year to yep. to hunt. It would be it'd be criminal to try and put a gun. I mean, he he fl- he gets the fly gun. If there's a fly in the house, I mean, we leave the door open begging flies to come in because it's so much fun around our house. You know, you can't wear, go barefoot because it's feels, you feel like you're at the beach. So we have a blast with that and it's a great start. Yeah. Um, but, uh, my 13 year old, the 17 year old, she was, it was quite a while ago and she finished, she got her slam finished a double season slam. So now the 13 year old, she gets to go. So taking the whole family out 
uh, West. So, so she can, uh, Kenna can finish her slam. Um, but I do, uh, and along the way, so I've kept records and I'm at, uh, so one super slam and I've got three birds in another 20 some States, uh, two birds and another few, and then singles in a lot. So I'm going to slow down and just start picking away and doing that and working for birds. And cause I had a lot of fun in those States, you know, oh, yeah. you'd never States, you never go to ever before. And again, uh, but when Hunter is, you know, after next year, I'm hoping, uh, he can, we can use a single shot four ten and, and put it on him. You know, I put a red dot. I mean, I set him up everybody after a success TSS all the way. And, and, uh, so when it gets to him, I mean, you know, it's when you, when it gets to those little ones, golly, I, I'll always hunt, but boy, I'm going to slow down a bunch when those, and, and the girls, I mean, they're killers. Don't get a woman mad. Oh, they're brutal. <laughs> I mean, they'll pull that trigger and they don't even, their heart does. I'd love to get a, a, a heart rate machine because a monitor, because they don't even care. Guys get jacked up and flinch and all this buck fever girls they're stone cold killers oh, yeah. especially mine and so the, the you know i so i do my grand slam stuff i start off here in florida and i i go back and forth i do osceola's eastern so a guy will come in and i spend five days with me and i do an osceola and then an eastern and then he i kick him to the curb and then i go out west and i do kansas nebraska south dakota i'll pick them up in denver and they're with me for four or five days and then i do a miriam reel and it's two guys because I pump through them pretty quick and we, it's a barn burner. Um, yeah. I mean, it's driving trains, planes and automobiles and I make it simple. And then, and then friends and family come along the way and, and that'll be, I'll be on the road for a month. And, you know, we go back to how, how does a wife let you do it? You know? And I said a long time ago, uh, one of my buddies, like I'm selling all my guns and he was diehard. And I go, what do you mean you're selling all your guns? He said, yeah, my wife doesn't want me to hunt anymore. And when I say what? a light bulb went off, a light bulb went off, Will, and I said, I have got to make a living out of this so I can never be told that I can't go hunting. And I literally made that decision. And I said, I'm going to make a living at doing something in the outdoors. And yep. I didn't know exactly how it was going to work, but it's worked pretty well. So anyway, they're they're coming with, I will be on the road, but FaceTime it, and with the technology and automated bills and all this stuff in-laws that help out a bunch mm -hmm. um she's uh she's set up i mean it's it's hard there's it's a battle yeah and she's a saint but uh it it's uh and she knows i'm better off because i'd be i'd be harry carey if i oh jeff bud sat at home for the month of march and april are you kidding me oh my gosh <laughs> there's not enough drugs or or restraints or whatever that would make that happen but uh you. you know and then, and then sneak away. I mean, when I have days off, I mean, I love guiding because, um, I've been so successful with all my clients and there's always, um, I always have tags and they're always, they, they say, you know, we've, I've got mine. And I tell them, I'm like, give me that gun, you know, and, and it's only, you know, say one bird here or there. And I know the ones that I have history with and, and when there's time and, and I know I'm always going to get mine and have my opportunity. So, I, I, I haven't gone crazy off the beaten path. I mean, the, the, I, you know, so I, last year I, the push was a 13 months and I went out of my way and I, I, there was some travel involved way outside the norm. Um, but again, it was contacts and places and I just had to take the time. And I, here's the one I tell everybody, 
they're like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, this and that. Well, yeah, you can. You can. It's your time. And there's a difference between making time and taking time because it's yours. Take it. It's yours. You use it up. You get a fresh new clock every day when you wake up. What are you going to do with it? And I know it's hard nowadays. I mean, I took a big hit. I mean, guiding, they didn't show up in 20. Just gone. Nope. Can't come. We'll come next year. Huh? Okay. Well, then 21, I had all these people that I wasn't getting any new income. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was, I'm still recovering. So nobody's going to preach to me about watching every penny or, or it's hard to make ends meet. You know, I mean, it it is harder for others. I I get that. Yeah. There's, if somebody really wants to do it, there is a way and, and sacrifice is part of it and dedication and determination and, you know, all that stuff and dry lack of sleep. And, you know, I mean, lack of sleep equals success for me. That's somebody says, what's your number one lack of sleep. And I, I have sunflower seeds and I have books on tape and I drive. I'm some of my extremities are, I can't feel because it's so cold because that's how I stay awake. I say so cold. If anybody's traveling with me, I say, you better put on a sweater or get in a sleeping bag or do it. What are you talking about? It's 70 something. Well, it's not going to be when we're driving in the middle of the night, it's going to get, and I'm going to have the AC on max. So you better bundle up. What? Well, yeah, there's, there's stuff and to do whatever you want to do. There's there. It's out there. It is, man. It is. Well, Jeff, I, I really love the time that we've gotten to sit down talk turkey hunting everything turkey hunting for a little bit i know i definitely want to get you back on here to talk uh language of turkeys and you know more tips and tactics but I, we're gonna save that for a later podcast but tell the listeners real quick where can they find you on social media do you have a youtube channel uh i think i saw something about turkey university T- tell us a little bit about where we can find you yeah, there's a tur- there's some information I put out on a Turkey University, and and Andy does a pretty good job with that. And and uh, you know, I'm not as uh, after it as I should with social. I don't. I have Instagram Jeff S Buds B U D Z Jeff S Buds, and so it's linked. They're linked. I think Instagram and Facebook are linked, and all that stuff. And my website is. You can Google my name Jeff Buds or tag it worldwide. Um, you know, there's a lot, I try and get some stuff out there and, and get people cranked up and, you know, and I'm a, I, uh, you know, I'm 55 and I'm, you know, the technology is, is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. Some of the younger kids are really doing a much better cause they, they really jumped on and, and they're putting a lot out. And I tell you, I mean, you know, it's work. It's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of work involved and anyway i need to do need to do better so just gotta get to posting just post a little That's bit it. here and there i hear you well jeff i really appreciate it man it was fun getting to talk turkey hunting with you this afternoon i can't wait to get you back on here again and uh i know we'll get to see you here soon on the next one all right buddy thanks for calling it you guys everybody else get out there get out there and have fun and there you go, everybody. Another end to another episode of the Hunt Stand Podcast. We hope that y'all enjoyed this one. We hope that you learned something from Mr. Jeff Buds himself. And we hope that we have y'all just ready to go chase after some birds in the woods. It's time. We hope that y'all have a successful spring. And remember, 
We're going to be kicking off Field Note Fridays here very shortly. And again, what that is, it's a mini seasonal series where we're going to be talking what the birds are doing in certain areas of the country. And this is going to be live information from experts. They're going to be bringing this to us. So hopefully if y'all are in that area or close to it, y'all kind of can get a little bit of a head start on what the birds might be doing in your area game plan a little bit better but don't forget we've got field note fridays brought to you by WorkSharp coming here pretty quick so make sure y'all are subscribed to the podcast and again we appreciate y'all support and we'll see you on the next one spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv